Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Let's call it what it is. Draymond Green is sexy. The topic of Draymond Green is sexy. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. In for Greeny, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You just made me really uncomfortable at the top of the hour. Not the first time, not the last. Here we are. Canty, last week when the Golden State Warriors went out and made the trade for Chris Paul and they end up sending Jordan Poole out of town, I think immediately you should have handed the Executive of the Year Award to Mike Dunleavy Jr. for getting out from under the Jordan Poole contract, but also addressing the chemistry aspect of this team. Golden State still wants to make another run at this, at least, and you had to get Jordan Poole off that team if you were going to do that because of the relationship with Draymond Green. All season long, they said, no, no, not a problem, not a problem, not a problem. And at the end of the year, Steve Kerr comes out and says, yeah, the Draymond Green incident with Jordan Poole was a problem for us all season. They want Draymond back. Canty, to me, if you are the Golden State Warriors, you have done everything possible. But I do think you have to be a little bit worried about one other team. Um, Who would that be? That would be the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Listen to Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, on the NBA draft on ESPN last week. The Kings can now go hunting for Draymond Green if they Mm. wish. And... That would be extraordinarily interesting because it is the exact, exact type of player that they need, and there's a already a already a uh, well, you know be interesting with Sabonis. That would be interesting first practice. Um, <laughs> yeah, the fans would be the fans would have to do something. To that would change be their extraordinarily opinion. interesting situation. Holy Moses. Canty, I I firmly have believed all along that there's really truly only one place that Draymond works, but the way Wendy set it up and after the very subtle move that the Kings made last week to open up nearly $40 in cap space, I get it. Let me ask you this question. How much better can the Golden State Warriors be this coming year as opposed to what they were this past season, and how much closer can they get to the Denver Nuggets? Because that's what we're talking about if you're in the Western Conference. Right. Closing the gap between where they're at and where the Denver Nuggets are, which seemingly is a sizable gap. Well, this uh, because you lost to a Lakers team that got swept by the Denver Nuggets in the conference final. But I have to answer a question with a question: How much of that pool Draymond Green thing really, truly was a massive problem? I'm sure a lot of it, and then not having Andrew Wiggins for the entirety of the regular season was an issue as well. Yes, of so course. I'm not saying that those things didn't factor into what the Golden State Warriors were once they got to the postseason. But my question is, do you trust that a core featuring Dre, Clay, Steph, and Andrew Wiggins is enough to dethrone the Denver Nuggets? Because I don't see it that way. I don't think it's uh, a blowout. I think they could challenge. 
I don't think they could beat them. I don't think they would be any closer than the Phoenix Suns are. I don't. That, that's about how I feel it because Phoenix lost in six and they I lost feel like in Golden six. State would lose in six. Okay, so if you're Draymond Green, you have to ask yourself, what team gives me the best chance to compete for a championship? Sitting here today, I think I can make the argument that the Sacramento Kings, if Draymond were to join them, would be closer than what the Golden State Warriors are. As crazy as it sounds, because you're talking about a team with these three guys that has won four titles, but I think I think they're a lot closer to the end than the beginning. And when you look at what the Sacramento Kings want to be under Mike Brown, who came from Golden State when he went there, you're talking about De'Aaron Fox, who won Clutch Player of the Year, Sabonis, who is essentially Jokic light in the Western Conference in the way that he plays. You got Keegan Murray, who's a young wing that can be able to score and defend. You got Kevin Herter, who was a bucket, averaged 15 points a game last year. And then you got Davion Mitchell and Malik Monk coming off the bench. If you add Draymond Green to that, you have a good chance at being able to defend, match up defensively against the Mm -hmm. Denver Nuggets with Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic in their front court, and you have the requisite scoring that it takes, the firepower in your backcourt to go toe-to-toe with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. I I like what the Sacramento Kings are building. They just need somebody to show them how to do high-level winning. They don't have guys in that locker room with championship pedigree Draymond Green brings you that, and some. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. I don't disagree with that. Where I do wonder is inevitably Draymond is going to cause something to happen, whether it's drama on the court or drama off the court. How is a young team like Sacramento going to be able to handle slash respond to that? That's what I... That's the only question I would have as far as fitting into what they're trying to do. How do you? That's where coaching matters, though. To answer your question, that's where coaching matters. That's where Mike Brown has to come in. That's where Mike Brown has to come in and smooth things over and get those guys to understand the value of having a player like Draymond and understanding what Draymond is trying to do in the practices, what he's trying to do behind the scenes in order to get them ready to compete for a championship. Because you got to remember, Draymond Green is in a place now where it's all about winning and it's all about trying to maximize how much money he can make while he's winning. With the Sacramento Kings, these are guys that are hungry for somebody to show them the way to win championships. They don't know. The guys in the Golden State Warriors locker room knew. So there was a different dynamic in there. Those guys are going to look at Draymond in a different way than Jordan Poole and the Warriors guys looked at Draymond in that locker room. I want to play this from Nick Friedle, who we just had on about 20 minutes ago on Draymond and the Kings and why he thinks it's not happening. And there's one aspect of this I want you to pay close attention to. A lot has been made, at least in the last couple days, about Sacramento. They make the deal on draft night. They clear out a bunch of space. Draymond's very close to Mike Brown. Got a lot of respect there, dating back to Mike's time as an assistant with the Warriors. I think Draymond understands that for the business of Draymond Green and for the business of the Warriors, from Joe Lake of the owner on down, everybody will come to a middle ground. Even more, though, guys, I think the key is Draymond is not turning his back on Steph Curry. Draymond, for the business of Draymond Green, understands that the Warriors are the place to be. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to go to Sacramento and disappear. But, Chris, I don't think there's any getting around whether it's his podcast, whether it's his future as a broadcaster, more eyes are going to be on Draymond consistently if he is playing in Golden State as opposed to playing in Sacramento. Let's be truthful about it. 
Most of America didn't find out about Light the Beam with Sacramento until the playoffs. Yeah. Most of America didn't know that. Most of America is not staying up late at night to watch Sacramento Phoenix. They're not doing it. So when it comes to Golden State, with as much more as they are going to be on, you know, they're going to be on in the primetime spots and everything that he has built out of being a Golden State warrior with the business he has, I do think the temptation would be there for him to stay from that standpoint. I don't think he needs the Golden State Warriors in order to have the platform. Like, he's already got the contract with Turner. We know he's going to walk into that job once he gets done playing. He's got his podcast. People that are fans of the NBA, people that are in NBA circles, are always going to pay attention to what Draymond Green has to say, whether he's wearing a Warriors jersey or a Kings jersey. Now, from a, a, a legacy standpoint, as a player, yeah, you'd like to start your career and finish your career all in one place. And so, from a nostalgia standpoint, I get the value of wanting to stay with the Golden War- the Golden State Warriors and wanting to stay with Steph Curry specifically, because that's his due. But... From a winning standpoint, I think that Sacramento over the next three or four years offers you more than what Golden State could offer you. That's just the reality of it. I I don't think that Golden State, as constituted, even with the addition of Chris Paul, is going to be a situation where they're they're going to challenge the Denver Nuggets more so than any other team challenged the Denver Nuggets this past postseason. I just don't see that. So if that's going to be the case, I I I would strongly consider – what the Sacramento Kings would have to offer. I'm not saying that that's going to be the move that Draymond does it, but I think that move puts that team closer to the to a championship than if Draymond stayed in the Bay. I don't think either team's winning a championship because I don't think Draymond can do enough Draymond things to throw Jokic off his game. But it's not just throwing Draymond at Jokic. You're throwing no, Sabonis. No, you're throwing everybody. You're throwing Sabonis at yep. Jokic too. Yeah, you are. I yeah. get that. And I think that that's but the difference. I don't know in the league right now if there's anybody who can throw enough at Jokic that's really going to consistently throw him off his game. I don't know if Well, he's the most unstoppable force in the NBA right now. No question. He's that good. But it's about the others, too. Yes. And Draymond making the others better, making (laughs) De'Aaron Fox better, making Keegan Murray better, making Davion Mitchell better. Like, those things matter, improving in those margins, and that's the thing that you can't quantify with Draymond Green and what he brings to the table, which is why he's going to get a nine-figure contract this summer. That which is to me is just loco, but it's true. It's going to happen. It's, it's, it's clearly going to happen. Uh, the last thing, too, is, though, if he ever did leave and go to Sacramento, boy, I would do anything I could to be in the building the first time he goes oh, back to play the Warriors. Th- those games between the Kings and the yeah. Warriors? You want I, to talk about adding some spice? I want to oh. see that that forearm of Draymond going across Steph oh, tremendous. and throwing him to the ground. Tremendous. That would be amazing. Oh, oh. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which team has improved themselves the most so far before we reach free agency and should Draymond consider going to Sacramento we'll hit up some calls in just a bit lines are open for you right now it is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 up next from simply the best to simply the worst it's Greeny on ESPN radio and Sirius XM channel 80 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, ESPN Radio has got something going on between all the shows right now where we all will take each day and rank something. So we are ranking today the top five wide receivers in the NFL. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Windows my whole career. Prescott has had a fantastic. We want to win the Super Bowl. To the top five NFL fan bases. <laughs> We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio. 158, go. Rank them. The top five wide receivers. Rank them. Chris Canty has drawn the assignment. For Canty and Carlin. So let's roll. Number five. Go. Number five is Jamar Chase. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. And even though you're talking about a player that missed five games, he still finished sixth in touchdown receptions last year. Is a monster. He went over 1,000 yards receiving, but that followed up by a campaign during his rookie year where he went for 1,400 yards and 13 total touchdowns. This guy is unbelievable. He's only getting better. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Like I, He's a special, special talent, and he's a threat to break the game open no matter where you get him to football. Next. Number four. It's got to be Stephon Diggs, right? Mm. It's got to be Stephon Diggs, the model for consistency over the past, what is it, four or five seasons? You're talking about the guy going north of 1,000 yards receiving, double-digit touchdowns. It's been unbelievable the tear that Stephon Diggs has, has been on the last few years. And, and Carlin, I get it. This guy has been a headache for the Buffalo Bills in terms of the maintenance, but there's always a sliding scale in terms of the stuff that you'll tolerate versus the production that the guy is giving you. The juice is worth the squeeze when it comes to Stephon Diggs. Next. Number three. Devontae Adams. I mean, this is a guy, you know, over the last four or five years has been in the conversation for the best receiver in the National Football League. Now, I think he took a little bit of a hit from a production standpoint because he didn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing in the football last year. But Devontae still put up a pretty fantastic year. 1,500 yards receiving, 14 touchdowns. 
Think about that. 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns. The guy has caught 3,000 yards worth of passes over the last two years. Devontae Adams is absolutely unbelievable. Next, number two. Tyreek Hill, the fastest player in the game with the ball in his hands, a threat to break it open anywhere on the field. But here's the big thing about Tyreek Hill. He dictates how the defense has to play. Because you got to make sure that there's a safety over top of him in every coverage, he opens things up for other guys like Jalen Waddle, and he opens things up for the run game. Tyreek Hill, one of the most dynamic weapons in all of football. And lastly, number one, Justin Jefferson. I mean, Justin Jefferson is on pace to smash pretty much every single receiving record in Minnesota Vikings history. How is it not? And he's been one of the – I mean, think about it. That's an organization that's had some pretty damn good receivers. I mean, Chris Carter would be at the top of the list. But, I mean, Justin Jefferson went for 1,800 yards receiving last year. 1,800 yards receiving. And his quarterback is Kirk Cousins. That's his quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is really, really, really special. Canty, is Justin Jefferson at some point going to go over 2,000 yards received? He could. He could. He could be that dude. I think he could be he that could dude. He could be that dude. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Here's the, um, should I call it a head scratcher? Maybe a head scratcher. Go ahead. So Keyshawn Johnson this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, weekdays 6 to 10 a.m. on ESPN Radio, uh, ranked his five players. You ready? Number five, A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Number four, Stefan Diggs. So, A.J. Brown would have been my first out. Okay. So, we're clear. Yeah. Number six, he would have been for you. Yeah. Uh, number four, Stefan Diggs. Number three, Jamar Chase. Number two, Devontae Adams. Number one, Tyreek Hill. Um, okay, where is Justin Jefferson on that list? So, the guy that you had number one on that list is not... On Keyshawn Johnson's list. Your how, response. How is that even possible? <laughs> I wish I could tell you. Like, I mean, like, think about Here's the thing. Justin Jefferson went from 1,400 receiving yards as a rookie, 1,600 receiving yards in his sophomore year, 1,800 yards receiving in his junior year, like his third season. I, I, just, I, I don't understand how, how he's not the best receiver in football or considered the best receiver in football. Well, How does that make sense? It it doesn't because he is. And that is where Key just lost me this morning. What was that? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Kentia Garland, ESPN Radio. What position in the NFL is the worst to play and, quote, sucks? You'll find out next. It's Kentia Garland for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny, the podcast. If you're Patty LaBelle and you're going to do that, you just got to be locked up. I will you say You got to be locked up and have everything nailed down in this thing. I will say this. Patty LaBelle looks phenomenal. She for looks se- great. For 79 years old, she yeah. looks phenomenal. And, and by the way, she can still sing. She's oh, got yeah. an incredible voice. Yeah. It's just, you got to know the words. If you're honoring somebody who's passed away recently, who's an icon. Did you have an embarrassing moment to that magnitude on air before? Have you had one of those? Oh, God. Hey, how long, how long do you have? Palazzo. Yeah, it really is how long do you have. Really? Yeah. Okay. There have been a few. Not moments. one in particular that sticks out? There are a couple of that stick out, but it's only because it was accidentally. P.J. McCollum? Oh, that's, that's like on a scale of 1 to 10. That's, that, a, that's, that's, that's a mild? One. That's a 1? That's a okay. Point 0.5. Okay. Uh, but the problem is most of them I can't repeat what happened. Okay. Because I accidentally said one word when I didn't mean to. Uh, or it, it, I accidentally put two words together that should not be together ever. So we're not talking about on the level of the Oakland A's play-by-play guy. No, not on that level. Not, but something similar. Not from a racial standpoint. Yeah, but something similar in but terms like of a, something not but, coming out. But a curse word, and uh, one time it was the curse word of the highest order. That, that, and again, it was an accident mm-hmm. because I'm trying to say something fast, and it came out the wrong way. Gotcha. So- I, I, I'll tell you one quick story, though. What you got for one, me? So, have you heard of Jimmy Pearsall? Never heard of him. He's well behind, well, um, you know, well, much older than you. Jimmy, okay. Jimmy Pearsall was a longtime broadcaster, and Jimmy was a guy that was a baseball player back in the 40s and 50s who had mental problems. Mm-hmm. There was a movie made about Jimmy's life called Fear Strikes Out. Okay, so Jimmy, on it was a great guy, but on the air he could say. Anything at any point, really curse without even really realizing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing minor league baseball. This is my first career. This is my first job in my career. Mm-hmm. I'm doing minor league baseball. Jimmy comes up to the booth and is doing the game with me for a few innings. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Jimmy Pearsall. And Jimmy's probably in his 70s at this time. And I was doing it for a Cubs farm team. And they were going up against the Expos farm team. And... Guy from the Expos steals second base, and Jimmy says under his breath, I hope he breaks his blanking leg. <laughs> now, wow. Jimmy turns, realizes he look and looks at me and says, hit the delay button. I said, Jimmy, there is no delay button. Wow. Now, what was worse is that nobody called about it. <laughs> Wow. Nobody called the radio station because there were more people in this room then we're listening to that game. That was pretty bad. That's pretty bad. What about you? Um, so when Frank Nilakina got drafted by the New York Knicks, mm. I called him Nidalinka. I tried to pronounce it like it was like it was spelled, and that was a that was a mistake. N- that's and it. I did I did that for an entire show. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's embarrassing. No, it's not. That's It's not embarrassing. It was embarrassing. No, I, God. It was embarrassing. How is that not embarrassing? 
Have I mean, you- is that is that? Hold on. But I mean, where does like on the scale of Will Smith slapping the hell out of Chris Rock from the Oscars to uh, the wardrobe malfunction with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl? Like, where does that rank? What we saw from Patti LaBelle last night on a scale of one to ten. The most embarrassing gaffes on live TV oh, from a celebrity. I, I, if you're going to compare it to those things, it's probably like a two and a half or a three. Okay. It's not that much. Um, those things are iconic mess-ups. Okay. And, and they're never going to be forgotten. The Patti LaBelle thing will be forgotten. Okay. I, I believe that. Absolutely. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We really need to work on, on Cam, like, finding out a way to to mess up Canty so he has a much worse mess up than that. Mm. Nothing that's going to get him fired, but certainly, like, that can't be it. That's like goody two-shoes crap. I mean, what do you want me to have an episode like Whoopi Goldberg when she farted on live TV? Do you want me to take it there? <laughs> no. I okay, what do you want from me? I'll give a first example, okay? I want you to start interviewing somebody thinking it's one person and it turns out it's actually another I've seen that happen many times. Really? Yes. I've seen so, that happen many times. So they're interviewing times. someone. Yes. But, I mean, everybody that we would, pretty much everybody we talk to is in the world of sports or right. entertainment. I would know but who I've they But I've seen were. athletes, like, you think it's one athlete and it could be another. I've never heard of that. I, I've seen that happen. I, I've seen that happen. I've, I've seen it happen where. I mean, it would have to be like would, twins, Mostly right? it happens when you're on the phone. Okay. You know, or you get confused somebody's complete history and all that stuff so, <laughs> well, i'm trying to think of the radio show that had isaiah thomas on and they thought it was the other isaiah yeah thomas. it's like that kind of thing that kind of yeah, thing yeah 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 they thought it was the old isaiah thomas and it was the isaiah thomas who played for the celtics i thought it was reversed i thought it other they way thought it was the younger isaiah thomas and it happened to be the bad boys pistons isaiah thomas so they so they asked the the other isaiah thomas about how he completely imploded the knicks yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, not great. Not great. Not great. Uh, Canty, it is not getting any prettier out there for running backs right Mm. now, as we know. Listen to Melvin Gordon. He was on the Jim Rome show recently and talked about being a running back at the moment in the NFL. It's just so tough for running backs right now, man. You have a lot of running backs that's out there. (laughs) We just don't get no love. It's literally the worst position to play in the NFL right now. It literally sucks. Can you point to when that happened and what happened? Why is that? After Ty got paid, you know, Sean McVay came out and said, I'll never pay a running back again, and I'll just, you know, use them and then, you know, rotate them out. I think after that statement was made, and then I think they won the Super Bowl, everybody just followed suit, I think. I'm sorry, what? What? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I can't necessarily disagree, and I have seen hints of this recently, most recently on uh, Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio mm-hmm. has talked about this. The idea of running backs actually breaking away from the NFL Players Association and forming their own union because they are being treated so completely different than every other position right now. It's hard to imagine that happening, but the mere fact that it has actually been seriously considered and broached is amazing to me. Didn't we have something similar once upon a time with the NFL Quarterbacks Club? 
they really weren't breaking away. They were away. a part of the union. It was like, but, but it was, it was a like separate a, set. It was a separate business. For marketing, for marketing purposes. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They had a line from that standpoint. It was I, Marino and Montana and those guys. Well, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they were ahead of the curve in terms of understanding that the quarterback is the marquee when it came to where the game was going. Right. Yeah. So I, I get that. I, I guess because the position is, is such a necessity, I hate to see what's happening but I completely understand where ball clubs and owners are coming from. Paying a running back is like paying top dollar for a luxury car that you know is going to get beat up. Like driving a Ferrari down the West Side Highway or in New York City probably don't make a whole lot of sense just because you know you're going to be in traffic a lot, you're not going to be able to open it up, and it's probably going to get hit a couple of times. Like it's just – to me, when you look at the workload that the modern-day running back has to withstand, you're talking about getting 20 to 25 touches in a 17-game regular season plus playoffs. You realize the shelf life is not that long. Wait, where do you think the Barkley thing ends up before the 17th of July? Does he have a long-term contract or, you know, no. in other words, no, no. Other words two or three years? No, it's, or not, he it's, signs not, the it's, tag not, and, it's not a long-term deal. No, I, I meant like a three-year deal. It's not. It's not a long term deal. Yeah, I, I think it's it's the franchise tag, or if they want to put a two year band aid on it, they do that. But I don't think it's a three four year deal. I don't. I think yeah. the two sides are too far apart. And again, it comes down to: Am I willing to park this amount of money into a running back and a guy that has the injury concerns of Saquon Barkley in particular? Once these guys get on the wrong side of you know twenty six twenty seven. You're talking about them being really, really close to the end of their careers. Not the end of their primes, the end of their careers. So, I mean, that's the scary part when it comes to a running back. It's a depreciating asset. Not that other players aren't, but the runway when it comes to top-end production, the shelf life is much shorter for running backs as opposed to any other position. That's why they don't get paid the big bucks. It's not that they're not worth it or teams don't see their value. Otherwise, they wouldn't touch the ball as much. It's those teams trying to hedge against injury and the guys falling off of a cliff. Think about some of the big running back deals in recent memory. Remember Todd Gurley's contract? Yeah. How quickly did that become obsolete? Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Look at where he's at now in his career. Like, it's not a good investment. Christian McCaffrey is an outlier. Yep. He is. I mean, when you look at all of those other running backs that are being paid top dollar, there's a reason why the Tennessee Titans are trying to move off of Derrick Henry. There's a reason why... You know, these guys are having well, to fight for their money. Frankly, think about all the sophomores and juniors in high school who are building up to be top prospects and may have been running backs and are now going to start switching positions. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Tanti and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny. Bubba has a legendary story um, about yeah. interviewing the wrong person. Yeah. What would you do? <laughs> it wasn't me, but uh, an unnamed uh, radio show. Who's, they're not here anymore. So this was years ago. Um, they had a number for Kurt Warner. and uh, So I don't, I don't even know what the story was. Something happened. They wanted to interview Kurt Warner. The producer texted the number and said, uh, one minute, said, hey, can you come on with host and talk today? And the person said, sure. So they call him up. The segment starts. They Call him up, put him on, and the host introduces, hey, Kurt Warner, you know, whatever, future Hall of Fame, put him on, ask him a question. Sounds weird, whatever. Two questions go in, they realize it's just a random guy. It wasn't Kurt Warner. A random guy named Kurt Warner? No, it's, I don't even know. Like, I don't know how, if <laughs> what the situation, it was just not, it was not Kurt Warner at all. You know, and I don't know if, if it was just, 
he had his phone at some point or this, this different phone, whatever it was. But then the guy after was like, why did you say you were Kurt Warner? He's like, I never said you were, I was Kurt Warner. You texted me asking if I want to come on the radio, and I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's classic. That's tough for I Will Kane to do that. Bubba. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. It was unfortunate. Who was it, Bubba? Who was it? Tell us. Uh, Tell us. Maybe in five seconds. I mean, <laughs> as it's all winding down. Bubba, you're just such a tease. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. 